Welcome to Pink Noise Posse. This is season two of Amplify Your Gold, and I'm your host, Very Sherry. I broadcast conversations with mindset shifters who are showing up in service of elevating our human potential. Today on Pink Noise, we talk to Posse member Esther Loopstra, who has mined and shined her inner gold to discover her passion for helping others see what gifts lie dormant inside them, waiting to be polished and shared. Her path for expression is art, and her journey to embrace her whole self included a reckoning with her dark side. It becomes clear that to find our magic, we just need to accept all our parts, because it's often in our weird that we find our wonderful. That's a message I got from one of my earliest guests on this show, David Rendell. Our episode ends with a surprise reveal about a shared love for the same movie. So nice to have you back on Pink Noise, Esther. Thank you. And from our first conversation, we got to explore all the ways in which you've been on your own creative journey and are helping others do the same. What's, what's alive for you right now in your practice? What's something that you're paying attention to? Yeah. So right now I am focusing a lot on painting because it's the end of the year and I'm working on a new collection that I'm going to be releasing. So I, you know, I work with a lot of multi-passionate people because artists mostly because I'm multi-passionate. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm an artist and I'm also a coach, right? You know, I've always had in my life, in my practice, at least two things that I work on simultaneously. I've been working on this balance of, okay, what does it look like to be both of these things, right? And to really put as much attention on my art as I put on you know, sharing and caring for others. It's this idea that doing things for others is more important than sharing our own work, right? Where did that idea come from? This is an idea that a lot of us have, right? Um, so in this culture that we're a part of, we have been sort of especially as women sort of inundated with this idea that doing something, especially artwork, especially art or something creative is not important, right? And is not, is not as much as a, of a gift to the world that let's say teaching or something like that is. I'm, I'm hearing you uh, talk about these things as if they're separate, but I see you as the teacher and the student all in one. It's, it's as if when you're, when you're making your art, you're in, you know, that childlike curiosity of exploration and play. And I see that coming from the zone of being the student because the answer isn't binary, but as the teacher, you're, you're sharing how you play yeah you're sharing the steps of being curious rather than having judgment 
right? Exposing people to what it's like to experiment with art. And I think that must really be the most interesting part because in order to explore art, you've got to set down your ideas of like some attachment to an outcome. Absolutely, yeah. What's, what's that like for you to, to share that, um, that process with others? It's so important for me to bring creativity or bring play and exploration in. And that's actually the first step in my framework. Start with who are you? Like, what's your magic? You know, kind of like you do, like what, who, like at your essence, get really, really honest about what drives you. What, who are you at your essence? What are the things that make you special and make you excited? And then just, and it's weird, Sherry, because I have, I, I think I must have this like gift. And I think mine is seeing people like seeing their gift, like being able to see their essence. And so I'll be able to like see who they are and like the gift that they have for the world. And all that is, is it's just who we naturally are and like what we naturally gravitate to and how we express. Right. And so once they get that and they like are able to embrace it, it's just, I just know like everything starts to happen for them. Right. So they draw the people that, that align with them. They get really excited. So they want to share their work, right. In the authentic, the most authentic way, go back to play, go back to exploration. What excites you? What drives you? What's your magic? Why are you here? Like, what is your gift to people, you know, to others on this planet? And what's happened for you when you've gotten super honest and vulnerable about who you are. What do you find there? I was raised, <laughs> I was, I was a pastor's daughter, right? So I was raised to be uh, all these things. Like I was raised to be happy and cute and um, like have this like very shiny kind of veneer, right? And um I am on one, one end of the spectrum. Like I love finding happiness and joy in like so many things, but on the other end, it's like, I have this like darkness to like my work and my, what I want to share. Like I want to share, I love sharing like the dark, the the beautiful, beautiful darkness, I guess. And I'm always like drawn to dark artwork or dark movies and dark, uh, TV, like I'll, you know, books. Like I just love sitting in that dark space and like writing from there and talking about like the deeper, deeper things. I find that when, whenever you, are able to share those parts of yourself. The people who connect with those things also find you. Um, and a lot of my work is like about science and biology and like, you know, the interconnectedness of things and more metaphysical 
consciousness and things like that. And it's just funny how like the people that find you, even my clients, like they're so into all the same things a lot of times, you know? Um, So I don't know. It's just so interesting once you sort of, that's how you market yourself, right? It's not, it's not fitting yourself into a box. It's exploring the wildness of your own depths. So, yeah. (laughs) I love hearing you share that Esther. What I'm, what I'm getting is that the more you share all of the parts of you, the dark and the light, you, you show the world more of who you are in its complexities and you can attract like-minded. When you find your gift and share it with the world, it'll attract the people that most need it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so when you embrace your darkness and you include that in your stories, in your artwork, in your in the way that you express yourself, the people that need to see darkness as acceptable. Yeah, I love that. Show up because they see themselves in you and then they go, oh, it's not bad and wrong. The darkness that I feel inside of me is allowed to show up here. And mm-hmm. I, I, anyone that does parts work or shadow mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. they they know that... Um, the more you can put light on the dark aspects, the part of you that you don't like, mm-hmm. um, the more integrated and whole you'll actually be in this world. Yeah. yeah. And for the longest time, I thought it was bad and wrong for me to want attention, for me to enjoy the way it feels to stand up in front of t- and talk in front of people. Mm-hmm. I thought there was something bad and wrong about me for liking that and wanting that. And if I keep it hidden, you know, then it becomes this kind of shame as opposed to being something that I can love about myself. That's part of who I am. And when I show up that way, admitting it and embracing it, then it can't hide. And, And so you're talking about this darkness that you enjoy sitting in and being with. Can you say any more about what you find there and how it makes you feel when you express your darkness? Yeah, I think that's such a good point about, um, you know, the shadow work, uh, because most of us are afraid of what we consider to be dark things right but that's usually where our greatest gifts lie you know and um and when we embrace those things uh we become more yeah just more more we we're more like you said integrated we begin to integrate those parts into ourselves um but also we just yeah, we become magnetic for other people to attract those same qualities, right? Can you describe the darkness? Describe the darkness. (laughs) I used to be actually like when I was young, I was very like afraid of the dark. 
um, which is interesting because now I think about it um, very differently, you know? And for me, it feels like um, just coming back to myself, I guess, um, and like a depth. Yeah, and for me, it just feels like embracing all of myself and like the deeper, deeper parts of myself. So what's an impact in your life that's a result of you embracing the darkness and bringing that into your work consciously? For me, I really had to kind of go through a lot of trauma work in my own life, going into those areas. And the darkness to me represents like the subconscious, you know? And because we can't necessarily see it all the time, right? And so um, I've done a lot of work with my subconscious and the beliefs that I have kind of based around those traumas. I feel like there's, you know, there's so much that broke through once I really worked through a lot of that trauma in my artwork and in my mind as far as like teaching and um, like knowledge work, right? And so my mind became so much more free once I sort of worked through all that darkness, that trauma, that like embracing my inner child and um, bringing compassion, compassion into myself. And so everything just, it's like this space opened up in my mind. I mean, I thought before I did this, all the trauma work that I did, I mean, I, I literally thought I was not smart. And so after, yeah, after I did a lot of trauma work and meditation and things like that, like I really just everything opened up for me. I can't, (laughs) I can't even like explain how much, how much it did for me. Um, And that's, I also helped my clients through that because I know it's so powerful. And I see that in their lives too, you know, just how powerful it is, all these things that can kind of hold us back. What I'm hearing in that is by being willing to go on that journey and to, and to explore things that happened in your past that created the, the trauma in the first place, that self-acceptance came along. Is, is, that, is that true? Yeah. So compassion, self-compassion is like a big, a big part of my work. Yeah, so self-acceptance, accepting yourself, having compassion for those parts of yourself, um, integrating those, yeah, big time. And so I'm, I'm kind of making up a story that when one can accept themselves and everything they've been through and all the parts of themselves, that we've, we've said already that you can then feel more whole. And in that space, you had said like your mind just opened up. You know, there was, there was more room for creative self-expression. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people, they just beat themselves up so much 
or not being able to do the things that they want to do. But I find that like with people who've been traumatized, you know, the more you've been traumatized, the harder it is, the slower that process is. So once we can create that compassion and that sense of acceptance, like these things just start to open up. What would be a message that you have for others? Like if there was a Esther's message for the world, what would you want people to know? Yeah, I, I guess it would be that who you are, who you came to this planet to be, like your core essence is a gift to the world, right? There are, it's a gift to you. <laughs> it's actually your power and your motivation for life. You know, it drives you, um, it gives you energy and it's also a gift to the world. So there, there are people out there that need to see what you are wanting to express, whether it be even just like the beautiful smile coming from you that's like radiating from your eyes, you know, like what, or like a painting or cookies that you made, you know, like what, whatever is like the joy, whatever brings you joy and you are curious about, you're constantly wanting to like learn more about, you're interested in like all of those things kind of make up your essence and who you are. And those things are important. And it's a lifelong journey and it should be fun of like discovering who you are. Yeah, I guess my message would be go on that journey. Let yourself go on that journey because it's the best thing you can do in this lifetime for yourself and for other people around you. And it's important. Thank you. Yeah. As you talk about gifts and how important it is to share like the you, the core essence of you that you came on to this earth to be, do you believe, like I've heard others say, that your greatest gift comes from your greatest wound? Yeah, I really believe that it can. Do you have experiences with that in your own life? I yeah. do. Yeah. In order to fit in and belong, I needed to be like everyone else. Yeah. Take up less space. Yeah. And, and, and that didn't fit who I was mm -hmm. and everybody meant well, it's just what was in their comfort zone, the way they thought I was supposed to be. And, um, it didn't match who I was. So, um, I discovered myself along the way. Like I knew what felt right for me to do, even if it was ill-advised by uh, my family. And it was in those moments of being a rebel that I truly saw who I was. Yeah. And I had to return back to that. And then I had to amplify that. I had to fully embrace all of it. 
And, uh, and that's what set me free. I can relate to that. Yes. Because my vision, my mission is very similar. So like connecting people to their authenticity. And for so long, I felt that I was not allowed to be that authentic person. Right. And had so many voices kind of, um, covering that up. Yeah. When you, when you get a message of it's not okay to be you, Mm -hmm. then who are you supposed to be? Right. And you try on all these different, (laughs) different, you know, personalities or parts or hats and, and, um, yeah. Yeah. Finally kind of after they all don't work, you have to, you know, come back to yourself and, and do go on that journey of, you know, discovery. I got cracked open by a a movie in my early twenties called Priscilla queen of the desert. (gasps) I, that is, that's one of my favorite movies. Like I love that movie. Are you serious? That movie cracked me open and showed me that I am a drag queen in a female body. Oh my gosh. I can't, I haven't thought about that movie in so long. I love that movie. Oh my gosh. Me too. (laughs) Oh, we, we really are on the same page, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah. And from that moment on, I was like, that's exactly, I want to be that big, that large, that flamboyant, that outrageous. And I went and I started collecting wigs and boas and stilettos and false lashes. And um, yeah, eventually found my way to Burning Man where I could let my freak flag fly as big and loud and fabulous as I wanted it to. That's so beautiful. I really feel called to help people discover that the part of themselves, the, the, you know, the freak, freak flag part of themselves, because it's just, it's, it's, it's better for you and for everybody, you know, I love that you, I love that you embrace that like so early. Cause I just, I, yeah, it breaks my heart when people, it took me a long time. So I I totally get it. I totally get it. It's hard. It's hard to do. I see you doing it. And, and just because it's hard, it doesn't mean it's not worth it. Yeah. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. And your intuition is always calling you towards it. Absolutely. That's why, that's why it feels so bad (laughs) to not do it. Right. So your intuition's always pushing you towards it. So. And if I could say just one thing on that note, it's that our job, our only job Mm -hmm. is to listen. Yes. And believe, listen and believe. Believing is the hard part. Right. But if you find people like you who have done it, It helps you to trust that it's possible to follow that GPS, your intuition, that it will guide you to somewhere good. And that's why we're doing this radio show. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being on this ride with me. Thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. It's beautiful. If you have an interest in digging into your own shadows, I highly recommend the book, 
Existential Kink by Carolyn Elliott. It's where I did the work to uncover my own shame around liking the spotlight. I've mentioned it months back on a past episode, but we'll include a link again in the show notes in case you've just joined us here. Next week, Dr. Susan Campbell will be on the show with me talking about her 13th book, From Triggered to Tranquil. This woman is a powerhouse who just this year celebrated her 80th birthday. I'm honored to have her on the show with me, and I look forward to sharing more of her wisdom as we dive into the book, From Triggered to Tranquil. Until then, keep mining and shining the gold within. <laughs>